Welcome to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button and find us online at theridgecc.com. At our website, you can catch up with everything that's happening at The Ridge, watch previous messages, and learn more about who we are. If you want to watch services live, you can catch them every Sunday via our online community at live.theridgecc.com. We hope this message inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. So one of the things uh, that my family does every night uh, before our kids go to bed is we just take some time to just try to pray together as a family. And it's not, you know, this big drawn out thing. It's pretty simple and short and just an opportunity for my wife and I to try to teach our kids on how to pray. And so what we usually do is we have each kid take a turn. They say a little something and then we'll wrap it up with one of uh, um, us parents. And uh, the other night we got to my six-year-old son's turn and he just kind of stops and pauses and just lets out these three words. I am Groot. <laughs> We're like, Brennan, why, why did you say that? And he's like, well, Dad, I, I just want to see if God thinks I'm funny. And I'm like, I think God does think you're funny, but uh, let's teach you how to pray. And, uh, you know, all of us, I mean, we all uh, want to learn and know how to pray. Because for many of us, if you've ever tried to pray before, maybe it felt awkward. Maybe you're wondering, hey, God listening, does he think you're funny? Does this work? You know, how does this all come together? And that's why we're in this series called How to Pray. And what we're doing is we're taking a master class on prayer from the master class teacher himself. That is Jesus. And uh, what we're doing is we're just learning what Jesus actually taught us about prayer. But we're not just talking about what Jesus said about prayer. We're experimenting and we're experiencing it in a number of different ways as well. In fact, a couple of things that we're asking everyone to participate in as we go through this series together is uh, through each day, we're going through 21 days of prayer uh, together. And uh, this is on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't yet, you can actually subscribe to our, our YouTube channel just by going to the Ridge Community Church Live. Hit subscribe. And if you enable notifications. What'll happen each morning, you'll get notified that we have another video, just a short two to three minute video about prayer and a way that you can practice it that day. It's been so great to see all the views and not only that, the likes and the comments and the engagement that has been happening on these daily videos. And so keep it up. And if you're new with us and if you haven't started yet, that's okay. Just go back to day one and just start your 21 days when you start with day one and, and uh, you can experience those 21 days as well. So that's the first thing we want everyone to do. The second thing is that actually in a few days, we're going to have a night of prayer happening October 26th, Wednesday night, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. here at our Greenfield campus. And what we're going to do is we're going to open up the auditorium. Well, we'll come in and we'll just spend some time praying together. Come with your Ridge group or come with a family um, or your team that you serve with and just uh, spend some time praying. And we'll give you some different things that you can pray about as uh, you come to pray. And you don't have to be here for the full two hours if you can't be here for part of that. I mean, come for when you can. We'll have it opened up and you can just come and spend the time that you need to pray. And we'll have stuff available for kids as well. So if you can bring your kids and uh, if you have young kids, uh, the Ridge Kids area will be opened up for them as well for them to hang in. So we're going to take care of it, but we want to have a night of prayer where we do this together. Now, now here's why we want to do this and spend this time together in this series is we think that as you go through the series, prayer won't have to be this awkward thing where you're wondering, hey, am I doing this right? You know, is this working? Um, and I'm not so sure. I mean, we, we think that you can actually uh, get really comfortable with prayer and encounter God in really new and really close and personal ways that you will see God moving through your prayers, that they would work and that they would be powerful and effective prayers. We're like, wow, I, I never thought God could do that in me. 
and through me. And so we want that for you, but not just for you. We want this for our entire church. In fact, we, we look at the season that we're in right now as a church, and we're like, we really need God to move as we pray to him. In fact, in just a couple weeks, uh, we are going to celebrate the launching of our Oak Creek Franklin campus, and we're going to actually just celebrate and see the lives that will, that will be changed and the hope that Jesus will bring to those communities with the launch of that new team. So we, we need God to move in that and, and, and for God to, to just uh, pour out um, his favor over that. And then throughout this uh, last couple weeks, We've seen 600 of you, over 600 of you, actually commit to being in a Ridge group this fall. And, and it's not too late to sign up. You can continue to sign up for Ridge groups. But to see that many individuals say, yeah, I need community. I need friends in my life to help encourage and build my faith. I'm gonna encourage and build their faith. Like we, we need God to move uh, during um, and through those Ridge groups. And then right around the corner, I mean, we, we, we see this. We see Live Big coming up. And Live Big is one of our seasons where we just come together and we serve our community in need. And we look at our community, there's a lot of need there. And so we need God to move through us as we get ready for Live Big. And then right after that's the Christmas season, which we know this about Christmas. Those of, in our lives who aren't yet connected in a church, they are more open to an invite around the Christmas season. And so we want to pray for God to move and begin to prepare um, what, what he needs to prepare for that to just uh, continue to just be an awesome, awesome time. And so we want to see God move and we need him to move in us and through all of us together as a church. And so what we're doing in this series, How to Pray, is we are looking at the words of Jesus himself. When, when his closest followers came to us, came to Jesus and said, hey, uh, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? We noticed you're praying these real effective prayers. And then Jesus actually responded to them and he started teaching them. He started telling them things like, hey, I want you to get alone in a room. I want you to get real honest with God. Don't babble on like you see other people do. Don't just keep repeating things like you see others do, but I want you to have a real authentic conversation with God. And then he taught them this prayer as a way to pray. And it's this classic prayer known as the Lord's Prayer. And to set up where we're gonna go today to help us understand how we can use our bodies actually when we pray, here's what I'm gonna ask all of us to do right now. I'm gonna ask all of us, let's stand up and we're going to read this prayer out loud together. This might feel a little awkward for some of us, but you'll see where we're going in a little bit. Uh, when I say go, let's read this out loud together. All right, one, two, three, go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Hey, great job. Thanks for doing that. You can go ahead and grab a seat. And uh, again, I'll come back to why I had us do that in just a little bit. But you know, we, we may have heard this prayer when we were younger and maybe we've thought, hey, this is the prayer I have to memorize and that's the prayer I have to say out loud to God. But when, when Jesus taught this, he wasn't saying, hey, make that your only prayer. Don't, don't just memorize it and, and wrote it off from rote memory where it doesn't mean anything for you. In fact, what Jesus did when he gave us this prayer was this was a template or a pattern for prayer that we can follow to pray effective prayers that will work every single time. In fact, there's four components that we see throughout this prayer. And you might think that this sounds cheesy at first, but these actually uh, spell out the word pray. And it might 
feel like, oh yeah, of course, you're going to use the word pray to talk about prayer, but this is going to stick with you wherever you go. And you can use this wherever you go. The four components of pray is this. We just start by pausing for God, and then we reorder our priorities when we pray, and then we ask God for what's on our mind, and then this might be the hardest thing we do. We yield and submit to him to the results of that prayer. And so last week, we got started by looking at the pause. And if you missed last week, I really want to encourage you to go onto our YouTube channel or go on podcasts and you can catch up because it's critically important to understand why we pause. But what we talked about was before we, we, we pray, and before we say anything, let's just take a couple deep breaths and center on who it is that we're talking to because the way that we view God will determine how we pray to him. And we say our Father who's a personal God, a loving God who cares for you and cares for me. But he's also our father in heaven. And we said hallowed or rather holy or great honor to his name. We realize he's the God of the universe. He's our king. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. And so we want to keep in mind who it is that we're talking to. And it's critically important that we do that because then we move into the next part of the prayer. When we want to pray prayers at work, we then reorder our priorities. And Jesus said it like this in the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus taught us this, he said, you know, he said, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he follows it up with, give us today our daily bread. And you'll notice that these statements are very simple statements, but we want to pay attention to the order that Jesus gave them because it's like Lego instructions. If you ever went through a Lego and you got out of order, you know what happens at the end. You have to go all the way back and kind of unravel it. We wanna pay attention to the order of how Jesus is teaching us to pray. And he said, here's where we're gonna start. We're gonna start with your kingdom, not our kingdom. We want your kingdom come, Jesus. And so Jesus says, we're gonna start with the Father's list rather than our list. Now, th this is gonna feel awkward at first for us because for many of us, the reason why we pray is because we know what's on our list. And we just start with our list. We say, God, you know, I really need that job. I really need that raise because, you know, I, I, I need those bills paid right now. And, you know, God, um, I'm, I'm really lonely right now. And, and would you just send that person in my life to, to, uh, that I can build a relationship with because I'm really, really lonely? Um, or, or God, you know, you, you know my relationship with my significant other. You, you know that it, 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 it's breaking down right now. God, can you bring healing into this relationship? Or God... Thank you for this newborn baby that you've given us. But seven hours of sleep, I mean, that, that would be amazing. You know, God, just, just please, you know, and, and we know what's on our list. And so that, that, that draws us to pray and we want to pray about what's on our list. But according to Jesus, we don't start with our list. We start with God's list. Now, we might wonder, well, does that mean, does, does God not care about my list? You know, does, the, you know like, does, does this even matter to God? And, and Jesus would say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Absolutely, it matters to God. In fact, here's what Jesus said before he even taught the prayer. He's like, here's what I want you to keep in mind. That your father knows what you need before you ask him. He already knows what's on our list before we know it's on our list. It's like parents, you know, when we look at our kids and, we, and they have their needs, we can anticipate their needs and their wants before they even ask. Like, I know the movies that my kids want to watch before they, they even tell me that they want to watch it. I know uh, the games that they want to play before they, they want to play. I mean, your Father in heaven knows what you need before you get to your list. And he's like, your list will come. 
your, your list will come, but, but this is why we wanna pay attention to the order. And it's why we start with pausing and remembering who it is that we're talking to, the great God in heaven who loves you. And Jesus says, when we do that, the appropriate response is just to look at how we, how we pray and start with this. Hey, Father, you first. We'll get to my list and we'll get to, to what we're talking about. And I know you know what's on my list, but hey, Father, let's start with your list first. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, time out. What do we mean by your kingdom come? And what do we mean by God's kingdom? And for many of us, this might feel confusing at first because for a lot of us, when we were taught to follow Jesus, we were just taught this, like, hey, here's how you become a follower of Jesus. You realize that you've sinned, you know, that you've uh, done something to separate yourself from God, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, trust him to be your savior. And when you do that, you'll be forgiven and you'll get to spend the rest of your uh, eternity in heaven with God after you die. And we think, okay, that's awesome. You know, I'll, I'll do that. And, and while that's true and while that's great and while that's really good, that wasn't the, the, the big focus of what Jesus came to talk about. In fact, when, when Jesus came to talk about God's kingdom, what we realized and what Jesus was uh, sharing with us is that when sin entered the world, it wasn't just us separated from God, it was also earth separated from heaven. And what Jesus wants to do is to reunite heaven and earth, meaning God's goodness, joy, love, and peace. We want that on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus came to usher in the kingdom of God back here on earth. And so he invites his followers to, to, to partner with him, to bring heaven onto earth so that we can experience God's goodness right here. And so what does God's kingdom mean? Wherever God's agenda is accomplished, that's God's kingdom. Whenever God says, hey, that's what I want and that happens, that's God's kingdom. And what we want to do is partner with God to say, God, okay, we want your will to happen here on earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus says, this is how you start. This is where we, we, we go. We go with the Father's will first. And, and since Jesus is this master teacher, he actually is unveiling to us the purpose and the reason of why we pray in the first place. He says, here's why you pray. The purpose of prayer is to actually surrender our will to God, not impose it. We don't pray to convince God to do stuff for us. We pray so that we can align our will with the Father's. And so we see when we pray, we start with God's will first, our will will become aligned with his will. And so Jesus, he, he not only taught this, he also demonstrated this for us. When we fast forward into the life of Jesus, uh, right before he was betrayed and arrested, he was actually praying in the garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus knew what was about to happen to him. He knew that he was gonna be betrayed by one of his closest followers. He knew he was gonna be arrested falsely on false charges. He knew he was gonna be tortured. He knew he was gonna be killed on the cross and he knew he was gonna take on the weight of our sin. He knew how horrific it was gonna be. And he reached a point where he didn't wanna go through with it. And he was actually very honest with God about it. In fact, he's praying in this garden. Uh, we, we read that he was so anxious about it, he was literally sweating drops of blood. Like capillaries were bursting inside of him and he was sweating out this blood. He, he, he did not wanna go through with this. And he was very honest with God about it. In fact, uh, here, here's what Jesus prayed. He said, Father, 
if you are willing, take this cup from me. And so he's getting real honest with God about this. And, and, and he's showing us we can get honest with God about what, what we want. But notice how he experienced the purpose of prayer. He got to a point where he said, yet not my will, but yours be done. And Jesus, he wasn't convincing the father to, to change his plans. In fact, he, he, he left that prayer saying, okay, I'm gonna surrender my will. I'm gonna go with your list first, father. Father, you first. I'm gonna surrender my will to yours. I'm gonna line my heart with yours. And I'm gonna go through with this. And in this act, he began to usher in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God began right here on earth because of this and what he did. In fact, do you know who hung in the balance in this prayer? You did. I did. We all did. And we can follow Jesus and experience the kingdom of God because of what Jesus did right here. And so Jesus, he demonstrated for us and he taught us that the purpose of prayer isn't to convince God to do whatever it is that we want on our list, but that we would align ourselves with, with, with God first, that we would surrender our will to his and we'd start with the Father. We'd say, Father, your will first. Father, you go first. And, and here's the great thing that we learn when we begin to pray this way. We realize that God is not all about us, which might be troubling at first. But you know, when we think about, hey, I'm just gonna go ahead, I'm gonna start with my list and take that to God first. Hey God, here's what I want, here's what I need. God, would you take care of this? And these are really, really good things. But if it doesn't happen, what, what, what happens for us? If it doesn't turn out the way that we thought it would or should, that's when we start to have questions about prayer. We're like, hey, do you know, does this really work anyways? And you know, I, I don't think so. And so we, we're tempted then to say, you know, what, I'm gonna stop praying because I didn't get what I wanted. And then we're tempted to walk away from God altogether because it didn't turn out the way that we thought it should be. But when we approach prayer that way, we approach God as nothing more than this cosmic vending machine. Where you say, God, just go ahead and do my will and accomplish what I want and, 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 work, and work it out the way that I think it should. And when we do that, we're treating it as if we ourselves are God. It's all about us. But what Jesus is teaching in this reorder, he's like, no, no, it, it's not all about you. Like you and I, we are invited to be part of something so much bigger and better than just what we want. But we realize that God's purpose and God's will is, is, is so much better than what we can imagine, so much bigger than what we can imagine. He's inviting us to play a part of this. He's allowing us to partner with him to bring in the kingdom of heaven to this world around us, to be a part of something so big and so amazing. He says, we'll get to your list and we'll get to yourself. And, and that's important and that matters to God. But let's start by reordering our priorities and getting to a spot where we'd start and say, hey, Father, I want your will first. Now, how do we do this? How do we get to a spot where we could actually approach God and say, hey God, let's start with your list before we get to my list. How do we reorder our priorities? Well, one of the best ways that I figured out how we can do this, and, and I've learned from others how to do this, is actually through the word posture. We just look at the posture of how we pray. And when we look at the, the word posture, there are a couple different definitions of a posture that both will work for us here. First, Posture is just the way that you approach something. It's the way that you, you approach prayer. And then the second is how you position your body. And how we position our body matters because how we view something changes in how we view uh, um, and, and how we position our body. In fact, that's why earlier I had to stand up and, and read that prayer out loud because we postured our body. We positioned our body so that we could read the Lord's Prayer. And it's a sign of reverence and honor and respect. 
Uh, when I was uh, a, f- a follower of Jesus in high school, it's when I began to follow Jesus. At, at the church I was attending, there was a pastor that said, you should approach prayer on your knees and posture your body that, that way. And I was like, okay, you know, and I, I didn't know anything really at that point. So I was like, okay, that's what followers of Jesus do. And so I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'm a rule follower. And so I, I started my prayers, you know, each day uh, by my bed. And I'm like, okay, I'll get on my knees and I'll pray. And, and I kind of thought that was like the magic way to get God to do everything that I needed God to do. But um, that, that, that wasn't the reason why the pastor taught this. In fact, I, I would practice uh, praying on my knees. And then over time, I began to discover something that I began to realize that there was a shift in, in my mind and in my attitude where I was able to start getting to a spot quicker and say, hey, Father, whatever your will is, let your will be done. Because the way that we posture ourselves and, and if we get on our knees and bow before someone, now we don't normally do this in our culture. We don't normally, you know, bow before people. But what bowing and being on our knees is, it's a sign of deferral. It's a sign of, hey, you before me. I want your will before my will. And another way to think of it is if guys, you know, when you, when you propose to her and you get down on one knee, it's this way of saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, meeting your needs, partnering with you, taking care of you and supporting you and to go through life together. It's no longer just about me. And so the way that we position our body, it matters. And it shows, uh, shows God, hey, God, I want your will before my will. And so, so something that I've been taught to do and, and, and it's been really helpful and I encourage you to do um, is I, I start my day off doing that. After I read my Bible, I get down on my knees on my couch and I just say, okay, God, your will before my will. God, your will before, before me. Father, you first. And just by how you position your body, you can just start showing, hey, God, let's start with your list and then we'll move on to mine. And so that's the first way that we can posture ourselves. The next way is how we approach prayer and how we pray your kingdom come. And you might wonder, well, how does your kingdom come? How, how, how do I really pray for that? Like, what, what, what's the impact of for that mean for me today? And there's a couple questions that we can wrestle with to help us identify what it is that God wants to do in us so that we can pray for it first. And so a couple questions I, I want to encourage you to wrestle with. The first one, is, well, what area of my life is God trying to get my attention? Is there something that God's wanting you to notice so that he can do that in you and through you? Now, one way to be able to identify the answer to that question is, is there a teaching or something that you're hearing or ignoring, you know, that, that you're like, you know what? I'm going to resist that. I'm not going to do that. You're actively ignoring or resisting that teaching. And it can be related to things like serving on a team, or honoring God with your finances, or maybe forgiving someone, or accepting forgiveness from God, or even getting to a spot where you're like, I, I'm gonna have to ask for forgiveness. And you hear something, and you're like, yeah, yeah that's not for me. I, 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 I can ignore that. I, can, I, I don't, that, that teaching doesn't apply to me. And if that's something that, that you're ignoring or resisting, that's something that God's trying to get your attention on. In fact, that's something that God wants to start doing in you so he can do a great work through you. And so what area of your life would you say God is trying to get your attention? And then when you begin to answer that question, you can move on to this one. Well, where do I see God at work? And this could be a physical location. It could maybe be with a group of people that God is bringing you. Uh, maybe it's an online community. But this is, is somewhere where God may be getting your attention, where you're starting to notice God is doing something, 
And then you can start praying, like, God, God, continue to do what it is that you want to do um, over here. In fact, um, if you were to ask my wife and I, where do we see God at work right now? Our, our answer to this question would be like, we, we don't know exactly what God is up to, but we're feeling and sensing that God is up to something in our local elementary school. In fact, uh, the reason why we would say that is for whatever reason, God just seems to be sending us uh, new friendships and new relationships with uh, not only the parents of some of the kids in our school, but also with other staff members and administrators and teachers at that school. And we just seem to be forming just these really good, trusting relationships where they matter to us, we trust them, they trust us. And uh, we, we see, okay, God, you're up to something here. We don't know what that means. We don't know how you want us to share the hope of Jesus. And, you know, specifically, but God, we know that you're up to something here. So God, let your will be done over here. And so we begin to identify where is God at work? And then we follow it up with this question. Well, who is someone that God is bringing me? And this could be a person in your life that you just kind of keep bumping into for whatever reason, and God seems to just be bringing them into your life. Maybe it's that coworker that you always have lunch at the same time. Or that person at the gym, you just seem to always be at the same uh, workout machine, you know, every single time. You're like, okay, why is this? Maybe um, it, it's a parent that you're uh, continuing to bump into at your kid's sporting events. Uh, who is that one person that, that God just seems to keep bringing you so that you can invest in them and maybe help them experience the hope of Jesus on their own? And you just realize, oh, hey, there's this person God's bringing me. God, what do you want to do in their life? God, I'm, I'm going to pray for them. God, would you begin to show yourself to that person? And we just begin to pray for them and say, God, okay, I want to pray for your list first. And so we reorder our priorities and we begin to realize the purpose of prayer isn't to convince God, hey, God, you don't do this for me, do this for me. But God, where are you at work? And God, how do you want me to partner with you to bring your kingdom come into this earth? like it is in heaven. Now, there is one common reason why we don't like praying this way, why we don't like to change the order of our list of prayers. And, and the common reason is this. It's a very common natural reason. It's fear. We're afraid of what might happen. I mean, I, I get this. There's times when I pray this, I'm, a, I'm afraid of what I'm gonna be asked to do and asked to give up, and then I might not have time to do what I wanna do. Um, or get what I want to get. I mean, it, it's natural to have fear, you know, fear of a loss of a relationship or a loss of a friendship. Maybe it's a fear of loss of something like a status um, or, or reputation. We have this fear and, and maybe this fear is gonna be based around like, well, I don't wanna give God, you know, access to that area of my life. What happens at work happens at work. I don't wanna give God access to that. Or maybe God's asking us to do something that we just don't wanna do or that we don't wanna stop doing. And so we have this fear. And we're wondering, huh, well, that doesn't sound very easy. That, that's that's going to be difficult. And, and, and Jesus never promised easy. He never promised that it was going to be easy for us. He, he, in fact, he said it was going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But what he shows us is that when we follow his will and we put his will first, it will be better. And I want you to pay attention to that tension because that tension is the very reason why we pray. Because remember, Jesus taught us the purpose of prayer is not to convince God to do stuff for us, but it's to submit our will to the Father's, where we get to the spot and say, hey, Father, you are so good and so loving. There's nothing left to say except, Father, you first. Let your will be done. 
uh, how, how this has been playing out for, for me the last couple of years. Um, started back in uh, 2019, 2020, actually related to my role here at the Ridge. Uh, late 2019, early 2020, I was serving in what I thought was like the perfect dream role for me here at the Ridge. I was serving as our Director of Family Ministries, which meant I got to lead and serve and, and just kind of help uh, our, our everything related to Ridge kids and Ridge students and all the leaders and develop there. And, and, and I love doing that. In fact, if it wasn't for a great student ministry in Illinois, I wouldn't have been a follower of Jesus many years ago. And so part of that, I felt like God was calling me to uh, just spend the rest of my life helping kids and students become followers of Jesus and just kind of invest um, in them and create experiences that I was fortunate enough to, to be able to experience when I was in high school. And so I was doing that, and, and we were seeing great things. We we're seeing kids follow Jesus, and students get baptized, and parents begin to follow Jesus. And I, and I thought, man, things were going really great in 2020. Like, I'm like, man, I, I, I can just imagine this be, being my life, you know, from here on out, year after year after year. Well, you know, when I say 2020, you, you know what comes up after that. Everyone's story kind of, you know, has the same line, you know, and then the pandemic happened, you know, and, and, and then Safer at Home happened, and things changed, and things shifted, and obviously in churches, like, yeah, you know, like, we, we had to have Safer at Home, and, and everything shifted online, and so as, as a church, we just started praying this prayer, like, okay, God, um, your will be done, your kingdom come, Father, you first, and we started wrestling with those questions, and, and we realized, hey, where's God working? Where's God moving? And we knew the answer was online. And it wasn't just for Safer at Home, because I mean, everyone was online during Safer at Home, but we knew afterwards, like, God was going to draw people online. He was going to use, uh, he was going to use online to help people experience the hope of Jesus. And there was one day that our, our lead pastor, Mark, called me up, and he said, hey, Tyler, um, I, I want to talk to you about something. And we sat down, and we talked, and, and he said, Tyler, we're going to have to put some more energy and, and staffing uh, behind what, what's happening online so that we can just continue to uh, be able to help people follow Jesus online. And I, and I said, yeah, I, I agree. We need to do that. And he said, yeah, um, I think you're the one to lead that. I'm like, what? I don't know anything about online. You know, like I know how to get online, but I, that, 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 that's, about, that's about it. And, and then I also knew what that meant was I was going to have to let go of the role that I loved, um, serving our kids and serving our students. And, and, and if I were honest— I didn't want to do that. I, I was like, ah, that, 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 that's, not, that's not it for me. And, you know, I want to go ahead and do what I want to do because I think I'm wired to do that. But, but Mark was great, and he's like, hey, Tyler, I just want you to pray about it, and, and whatever God says, let's just go with that. And so I started praying, and I started asking, hey, God, what is your will? And, and, and what does your kingdom come mean? And I was just talking to a number of people and said, yeah, this feels like it's the right move for you at this time, and this feels like this could be the right time for you to make this transition to help a lot of people. And so I was like, okay okay, I'll, 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 I'll give that up and uh, let, let's go ahead and let's move to what, and figuring out what does it mean to serve and lead online. And, and, and that's been the beginning of, you know, 2020 throughout, throughout then and, and it continues to be my role for now. And what I've been seeing over these years has just been incredible. And it's been, been really cool to see what God is doing online. It's not just, you know, the number of views, although the God just keeps bringing people online. We keep seeing new people join online. But then what's really fun is like when I get to meet people that join us online and they join us for the first time online and then they start introducing themselves. They're like, hey, I've been watching online, you know, and then I've been coming in. Now I started coming in, you know, I had questions, but now I know what it means. And they started introducing. I found some uh, actually live in my neighborhood, which was kind of cool to find that out. And we had a mailman uh, drop a package off here at the Ridge. He's like, I've been watching this place. I didn't know it was this place. And like, oh yeah, and, um, and then in Starbucks the other day, um, I had a person tap me on the shoulder, uh, which is kind of an interesting way to introduce it. Anyways, but he, he tapped me on the shoulder, and, and he said, hey, I know you don't know me, um, but he's like, but I'm with you, 
every week. He's like, uh, my mom, you know, wanted to see the Ridge online and uh, she can't come into the building because of health issues. And so he's like, I got her set up and I started watching and I started watching again and again and again. And he's like, I know I've not been in the building, but he's like, I'm there. And when we're in and we're following Jesus now, and he just said, I, thank you. Thank you for helping our family follow Jesus online. And I heard him say that. I was like, wow, you know, we, we talked longer after that. And I texted my wife um, after that uh, conversation. I was like, you wouldn't believe this. And, uh, and, she, and she said, yeah, Tyler, that, 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 that's why you prayed. And that's why we prayed. And that's why we made the shift. We're seeing God do this. God is using this to bring the hope of Jesus to more homes. And we continue to just be blessed and we see growth online and not just growth online, we're seeing growth in Greenfield and we get to launch an Oak Creek Franklin campus in a few weeks and we see God moving and bringing the hope of Jesus into every home. And this isn't because of one person or a group of people. I mean, th this is just what happens when we come together and we say, hey God, I know what I want, but you go first, your will, be done first. God, your kingdom come and your will be done. And even if that means me changing how I think it should go, I'll change it because I'm going to trust that your way is the better way. And so, so here's what I want to invite all of us to do. I want us to, to practice this this week as we continue the 21 days of prayer uh, throughout each day this week. I would encourage you just to try out your posture and get on your knees and pray in a way, say, hey, Father, you first and you wrestle through those questions. And you say, God, I want your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, you go first. But let's practice that together right now. Right now, I'm just gonna invite everyone, wherever you are, let's close your eyes. Let's bow our heads. And we just say together, God, you are so good. You are the Father in heaven who loves us personally, deeply. God, you know everything about us, and yet you love us anyways. And God, you are the King you are all-knowing, you are all-powerful. You are the true God, the real God. And God, we know that when we talk to you, there is nothing left to say except you first. And so God, what is it that you wanna do in us right now? God, is there an area of your, our lives that you're trying to get our attention to? And God, maybe we've been pushing back on it a little bit and we've been saying, oh no, that's not for me, that's not for me. God, we're sorry. And God, right now for, for us, I, I just pray, God, that we would no longer resist it, that we would lean in, even if it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, even though it's not going to be easy, God, we know that your way is better. And so, God, we just lean in and we, and we, we want to pay attention to that. And God, would you do that work in us that you want to do in us? And God, where is it that you're at work right now? Where, wherever it is, for, for some of us, it's going to be at work. For others, it's schools. Others are neighborhoods or maybe it's an online community that we get to be a part of. God, we pray for you to move in those areas because God, we know that you are, you are just moving and moving and you wanna bring your hope and love to those homes. And whoever it is that you're bringing in our lives, God, would you just give us wisdom to invest in them? And God, we just pray that you would use us to show them how much that they matter to you. And Father, I pray that as we do that, that we would see people in our community, in our state, in our country, know how much you are for them and how much you love them and how much better you are. God, that you have the power to, to bring healing into relationships, into our bodies, into our minds. God, you can calm the nerves and the anxieties. 
God, you can bring your kingdom, your goodness, your joy, your love here on this earth. And God, that's what we want. We know you want it and we want it too. And so God, we pray for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Rich Community Church's podcast. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to host you at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more about our kids' and students' environments, visit us at theridgecc.com. That's theridgecc.com.